For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. This is the show that challenges you to make a difference, and today's topic is about making a difference. This is the show that motivates you to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond. For this one hour, I'm asking you to spend the time listening and thinking about how this information presented here today applies to you. That's right, not your significant other, not your best friend, not your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just how it applies to you. You are the only person you can really change. And no matter how much you want change for someone else, you are still the only person that you can change. And you are the only person you are responsible for. When you make a change within yourself, it often reflects in the people around you. So you are the person that can truly make a difference. We are busy. We're such busy people and we lead such very busy lives. And sometimes we get a charge from that. We feel more alive because we're busy. But sometimes we use that busy as a distraction. It keeps us from thinking about important things. It keeps us from staying focused on our priorities and our goals. There's a lot of information out there that's available to us, and it's easy to get overwhelmed and confused. And we clutter our minds with all kinds of important stuff. You know, the really important stuff. Like, what time does the mailman come? And how much time do I have before my favorite TV show? Or... How am I going to get the dishes done at the same time that I'm ironing clothes? I know, nobody irons clothes anymore, just me. We clutter our minds with all kinds of seemingly important little things. But when it comes right down to it, we're taking for granted the people and the actions that are the most important to us. And we spend our energy on things that don't really matter. So let's start this morning by moving our hearts and our minds into gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You know, this morning in my part of the world, it is a beautiful, sunny, crisp fall morning. The leaves are still turning. We still have some wonderful color in the trees. 
and there's just that nice hint of Christmas just coming up. You know, that crisp feeling that comes on a winter morning. Well, it's not quite winter yet, but this morning, that crisp feeling is enlivening. I've had the joy of four cats this morning giving me a morning hug. And I am grateful for a phone call I received first thing this morning from a wonderful friend who was positive and encouraging and telling me how important I am to her. Now, there's nothing better than waking up to that in the morning. Who have you told that you appreciate them today? Who have you said, I love you, I appreciate you, I am so glad you're in my life. Have you mentioned that to anyone today? What difference would that make if as you send your family out into the world, you say those words, not rote, but with meaning, with feeling, with connection? How would that change them and their day? That's the first way that you make a difference, is when you appreciate and share that appreciation with the people around you. What else are you grateful for? There are many, many little things. I've had the luxury this morning of my favorite luxury breakfast. You know, not just the standard, I got to get my cereal in and move really fast. I've had a wonderful muffin. Muffin baked just the way I like it. And a cup of tea. And that is my settling morning breakfast. That's my, this is my time breakfast. That's how I show myself an appreciation that I'm special, that I deserve to take a few moments in the morning to put myself together, to move into gratitude, and to begin my day. So how do you do that for yourself? Have you taken the time today to make a difference in your own life. So let's talk about how you make a difference. I want to talk first about the things that stop us from making a difference. Do you ever wonder if anything you do matters? Do you get overwhelmed at the thought of how many needs this world holds? And are the challenges of the world rather daunting to you? Does your feeling of overwhelm start with a belief, a belief that gets in your way? And I wonder if one of those beliefs is that there's not enough, not enough in the world. See, we get a lot of influence and a lot of reinforcement, that there just isn't enough. We hear messages through the media. We sometimes are surrounded by people who believe there's just not enough. We have a belief that there somehow are limits to what we are given or how our needs will be met. 
Well, let me ask you. If you believe in scarcity, or worse, poverty, how does that serve you? Is this a useful way for you to think? How does it impact your world? What does it accomplish for you? I don't know about you, but when I'm focusing on not enough, I usually get more not enough. You see, the belief that there is scarcity, that there are limits to what we will receive or how our needs are met, is a very, very common theme. Not only today, but it has been for a long time. It's long been a part of our language, what was passed on to us, what we pass on to our children, and the story that we tell ourselves over and over again. You know that story. You know the one I'm talking about. It plays in your head. And it's a belief that's based in fear. Well, here we go again. Fear. False expectations appearing real. What is that expectation? Well, we're expecting scarcity. Not enough. We cannot learn in fear. We've already talked about that. And we cannot problem solve in fear. We cannot access our creative thinking when we stand in fear. So we can't come up with new ideas. Well, if we can't come up with new ideas, we reinforce that there isn't enough. As a community, we lose our ability to nurture and thrive when we stand in our fear. When we tell ourselves that there is not enough, we re-indoctrinate our own fears. And even worse, we send that vibration out to the people around us. We teach our children there's not enough. We reverberate our, our fears into the people around us, and they reflect that back. And then they reinforce us, and we reinforce them. If our attention is on the lack of things, we attract that energy back to us. Our brain, remember our brain, that wonderful, magical organ? Our brain is designed to filter out information. It's that's designed because if we didn't do that, we would be so overwhelmed with all of the information that it would be more than our brains could process at any one moment. So this is how a part of how we make sense out of our information. But when we train ourselves to look for lack, we filter out the awareness of abundance. We filter out the awareness of opportunities for prosperity. And here come those mirror neurons again. Remember those mirror neurons? They were designed for our survival. They were designed to help us learn as babies from the adults around us. And they, are, they continue to work throughout our lifetime. So those mirror neurons begin to reflect in attitude and behavior, the attitudes and behaviors of the people around us. The more that we filter out the awareness of abundance, the more that we focus on lack, the more that our brain focuses on creating more that is lacking. We attract more scarcity. And then, of course, what happens next? We begin to spin into overwhelm. When we get into overwhelm, then 
we catastrophize. There will never be enough. And our brains go on overload. We give up. We numb ourselves in television, video games, endless internet surfing, food. I'm always, always amused when I see the people who are most entrenched in a scarcity belief, and they're also overweight. Of course, they don't recognize the incongruence. If we did not live in a country of incredible freedom and with an over-availability of food, we couldn't even have an obesity issue. If we didn't have fast food, convenience food, superstores, and supersizes, we wouldn't have the possibility of overweight. Yet that doesn't change an attitude of lack. So is the fear real? Is the expectation true? Maybe not. So I'll ask you, how does it serve you to believe that there isn't enough, and how does this influence your ability to make a difference? So if this is you, if you spend your energy in fear or focus on the lack, the insufficiency, even on how many bills are waiting to be paid, I'm going to invite you to do a little awareness exercise with me. Now we're about to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to do an awareness exercise that helps you to get in touch with and resolve that fear. So it is time now for us to take a short break. This is Mary Beth Lodge, and you are listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. 
To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. And I would welcome comments or questions today on the listener call-in line, or you can send me an email. Carol has already sent me an email saying good morning and that she's listening. And I know she's out there. And Jan and Carol, you were actually the inspiration for today's show, so pay attention. So we're talking about that belief that might get in your way, that scarcity belief, that fear. I'm going to ask you again, how does that belief in lack, how does that fear serve you? How does this influence your ability to make a difference? If you are focused on lack, you may only see the need and not the solution. If you're focused on lack, you, on, you may only see the mountain as it towers over you, rather than lifting up above it and seeing the layout of the terrain. You may miss the opportunity for positive influence, a constructive solution. So I invite you to do a little awareness exercise with me. Now, I always caution you if you're driving in your car, please don't go into meditation. It's a bad thing. Do this later. But you can become aware of what's happening in your body. So I'd like you to look around, sense in your body. Take a moment to become aware of your physical body. And then notice where in your body this fear of scarcity or this overwhelm resides. Where do you find this in your body and how does it feel? So just become aware of that. Where is it located? Is it in your shoulders or your chest or the pit of your stomach? Some people feel it in their neck or their throat. Wherever you notice it, that's right. That's yours. Pay attention and simply notice with curiosity. And as you pay attention to this sensation, notice what happens next. Sometimes when we pay attention to the physical sensation of the emotion, it begins to move. It's sort of like when you don't pay attention to a toddler, they make more noise. And when you do pay attention, they calm right down. Our bodies tend to do the same thing. When we ignore some sensation... Sometimes it just takes more and more and more of our attention. When we pay attention to the physical sensation of that emotion and it begins to move, sometimes we gain a new awareness. Sometimes an idea comes into our mind of what this fear might really be about or where it came from or how it began, how you learned it, or maybe who taught you to be afraid. Maybe as you pay attention to that sensation, it starts to dissipate or to lighten up or maybe even to shift or move or change in some way. Just observe what happens. It is important to just observe with curiosity, like seeing a new flower bloom for the very first time. Observe your sensation and awareness 
with this same curiosity. You only need to observe, and a change will begin. As you notice this change, or this shift, or this movement, notice what happens next. Sometimes the sensation travels. Sometimes a new sensation appears, like a warmth or a tingling. This is your body releasing the fear. This is you letting go. Again, just observe with that same curiosity. Don't force it. Don't tell it it's got to leave. Just observe it. And notice as it disappears completely and you are at peace. Now breathe easily. Take in a nice, clear breath. And notice how different you feel. Now, in this place of peacefulness, you are open to your creative self. What do you expect of yourself? What do you expect for yourself? Where do you put your attention? Where is your energy? I want to speak to those of you who are business owners, maybe starting a business, maybe you've owned a business for a number of years. And I want to speak to those of you in a job or without a job. How do you value the work that you do? You see, the work that you do is different from your job. The work that you do sometimes is about how you engage with people. The work that you do isn't necessarily about a task. So what is your work? You have to define what is your work. In Gestalt therapy, one of the basic premises is that we must, as people, have both meaningful relationships and meaningful work. We have to have a sense of productivity, of somehow contributing to our world. So how do you define the work that you do, and how do you value the work that you do? Do you see your work as important? Do you think of yourself as valuable? Do you see, do you know the incredible influence you have on this world? And again, I'm not talking about the tasks that you do. I'm not speaking to the checklist of things that you get done. I'm talking about the actual work, the process of doing whatever it is that you do. Are you raising children? This is valuable work. Are your children grown and out of the house? What focus have you chosen for your energy now? Have you taken the many things that you learned in raising your children and made use of that foundation to be a gift to others? This is valuable knowledge. Imagine the blessing that knowledge would have been to you when your children were tiny. Imagine the influence of one positive, encouraging voice on a day when nothing seemed to be going right. Maybe you had that and you know how powerful that was for you. And if you didn't have that, you know how alone you felt. Let's take this into other arenas. When you own your business, especially when you're starting up, you need an encouraging voice, don't you? 
You need someone who says, keep going. It's okay. You can do this. You are making a difference. You need that encouragement. What knowledge do you have that you could share with someone else and offer that same encouragement to them? Have you taken your dream and turned it into reality? Have you started a business that is based on your passion? Do you value this work? No one will value your work if you do not. You send the message. Your clients or customers respond to what you train them to expect. And believe me, they are very trainable. If you are always available, round the clock, this is what they expect of you. If you do shoddy work, if the quality of your work is poor, they are trained not to return. You set the expectation for the quality of your work, the flexibility of your schedule, and the value of your work. And in our society, this value means money. Have you noticed that money is not a four-letter word? Many people act like it is. Many, many new business owners, especially the practitioners that I know, feel somehow ashamed to ask for money in exchange for their work. Well, stop it. Stop giving your work away. Even if you do use your work as a gift to others, there are two rules that you must follow. And these are absolutes. They are not negotiable. The first rule is do not create debt or indebtedness. There must be an exchange of some type. If there is not an exchange, then first of all, the client is indebted to you. You don't want that. It's ucky energy. And secondly, the client has no investment in their own health. They become a passive player in their own journey. They assume the responsibility is yours and they expect magic. This is not where you want to be. You do not want to be in a position that a client expects you to have all the magic for their healing. That's not how healing takes place. Now, even if you are in a volunteer situation, even if you are simply a support person or a member of a self-help program where you share and support one another, there has to be an expectation of exchange and investment. There has to be an expectation that whatever one receives, one also gives back in some way. So that is the first rule you must follow. There must be an exchange of value. So let's go back to that scarcity mentality. Have you fallen into the trap of buying into somebody else's poverty mentality? Have you let them off or expected no payment because they have no money? You know, in my practice, I do a disservice to my client when I agree with their belief that there is not enough. I don't want to reinforce that scarcity mentality. I don't want to be in a position where I'm helping them stay in fear. So when I broaden my expectation for exchange, 
I may allow an alternative method of exchange, sometimes an exchange in another way, not money, but food or service is acceptable. And it empowers the client to be an active participant. There must be an exchange of value. Now, as a business owner, there is a second rule that you must follow. Whether you're a practitioner, you own your own business, you have a service business, or you market products. Even as an employee working for someone else, this second rule also must apply to you. And that rule is that you must monetize your work. You must decide your own value in monetary form so that you feel adequately compensated. Now, you can agree to an exchange, as I said with the first rule, but you have to know what the value is of that exchange and you have to feel that that exchange is adequate. So you must decide your own value. If you compromise this rule, you will find yourself resenting the work and sabotaging the outcome with your negativity. Not only is there no shame in putting a monetary value on your work, there is an important message that you carry with this action. If you present yourself with confidence in stating your fee, you are saying, this is a thing of value. This is important. <laughs> Has your physician ever apologized to you for his fee or her fee? Of course not. They recognize their value and they pass on this message. If you do not value your work, if you are hesitant in stating your fee, you set the expectation that your intervention probably won't help very much. It won't really be of much use. And tell me, why should that client come back to see you again? So, we're about to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to expand on this a little bit more and talk about some actions you can take to change how you feel about yourself, how you value your work. And also, we're going to talk about how you then take this into making a difference in your world. So we're going to take a short break now. This is Mary Beth Lodge, and you are listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. 
You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We're talking about how you make a difference and how you change that attitude of fear into the power to really make a difference, to move forward. And specifically, we were talking about the two rules that you must follow. You must expect an exchange for your work. You must value your work. And you must monetize your work. And we've talked about... You know, those individuals who have a business and they're a practitioner, they're a hands-on healer, a massage therapist, a, a health practitioner, an alternative medicine practitioner in any way. And now I want to take this beyond that practitioner to the small business owner. You also train your customers to the expectation that you set. Yes, you need energy and exuberance. Your passion should be visible, palpable. Your excitement should be audible in your voice, but it is more than that. You see, there's a quality that you have to have in order to be successful, and that is the confidence that you exude as you give an estimate, state your fee, or write an invoice. Your energy, your confidence carries through as you say, I am important enough and this is what it costs. You have to feel good about your work or you shouldn't be doing it. If you haven't set appropriate boundaries in your work, you will find yourself overwhelmed or fatigued. And if you haven't placed a satisfying value on your work, you will find yourself fearful. Back to not enough. Or, even worse, you'll find yourself angry. Resenting the work because it doesn't meet your needs. Not only does it not meet your needs for fulfillment, but it doesn't meet your needs to pay your bills. That's not a good place to be in. You know, I've fallen into all of those traps in my history. When I first started out, I thought, oh, this is such wonderful work and I'm just going to give it away. And I discovered that people didn't get better. In fact, they kind of said, eh, I don't know if this is really helping me. They weren't invested. They were looking for the magic. So then I said, okay, that's fine. I'll charge. And then people would come to me and say, oh, but I have no money. I can't pay you. I can't afford it. 
And so I would cut back their fee, and I would cut back their fee, and I would cut back their fee, just something very, very minimal. Now, only once did that work for me. And it was a young man who was chronically mentally ill, and I insisted that he had to pay me something. I didn't really care what it would be. But he had to have some kind of investment. He looked at his budget. He came back to me and he said, I pay $40 a month for my cable. And I'll pay you that if you'll see me. That was very, very significant for him. And although it was a little bit of money, I never resented working with him. Because he was grateful for the work, he was responsive, and he was invested. And yet I've had the opposite experience with someone who, you know, I cut their fee down, not quite that low, and they still couldn't do it. They still couldn't come back. And they made no true investment in what was their health, what was actually, in one instance, the woman's life, because she had a life-threatening condition. But she could not invest in herself. I can't participate in that and expect that my work will make a difference. I have to stand in that place of confidence that what I do is valuable and important and it is important enough that it has a monetary value. Unfortunately, in this culture, that's how we measure value, is by how much it costs. So you have to feel good about your work. A friend of mine a long time ago said to me, if you aren't having fun with what you're doing, you're doing the wrong thing. And I truly believe that. So when I coach new business owners, I go through a process of helping them to identify their goals and then to place an actual monetary value on those goals. What is that figure a year from now? Where do you want to be in monetary terms? And then we back up and we develop a specific plan that places a financial staircase, so to speak, to achieve that goal. The plan allows for a learning curve and early develop, business development activities, um, and, and the plan increases with practice, with success, as you build on more success. But ultimately, it is about a financial outcome. That is a tangible way to measure a business. But it's also a tangible way to remind yourself of the value that you bring to the table. As a coach, much of my work is about accountability both in monetizing the work and in achieving the goal. Sure, there's education, much like what I've done here today. But a coach is more than a teacher. A coach is your very own personal cheerleader who calls on you to be your best and expects you to achieve your dream, even when you are not so sure yourself. And as a coach, I accept no excuses. As a coach, I expect success. So... I want to tell you just a little story, just briefly. There was a man walking along the beach one morning. Beautiful morning, listening to the waves, the sun just rising. And down on the beach, far away, he sees a young boy. And he keeps seeing this boy. He leans over, he picks something up, and he throws it into the ocean. 
And the man's walking closer and closer to this little boy, and the little boy just keeps doing that. He's picking something up and throwing it into the ocean. And he goes a couple of steps, and he picks something up, and he throws it into the ocean. And he keeps going in that way. And the man finally catches up to him. And he looks, and the child is leaning down and picking up a starfish and throwing it back into the ocean. And the man says, what are you doing? And the little boy says, well, I'm saving them. I'm throwing them back into the water so they can live. And the man says, young man, there are so many starfish out here. You can't possibly save them all. And the little boy looks up and says, it makes a difference to this one and throws it into the ocean. Do you see? It's the little things that count. So, in those little things, as you take this information from today and begin to apply it in your life, let's go back to how you take this and make a difference now. We have talked about the two essential rules that define the value of your work. So look at your world again. What opportunity is waiting for you? What's out there for you to do? What are you doing that is of value? Whether you have a business or you don't. Whether you have a job or you don't. Whether you raising your family or you finished raising your family. What is the work that you do? And how does it make a difference? There are many, many opportunities for you. In his book, The Secret to Attracting Money by Joe Vitale, he, said, he gives us many examples of ways to change your awareness so that you see opportunities. He tells this wonderful story about being on a, um, a diet program. I think it was Body for Life. And it was a very, very restrictive very restrictive diet and he enjoyed going out for a drink with friends but of course the drink that he enjoyed which I think was a daiquiri was way too many calories too much sugar couldn't do it and he says someone should develop a no calorie daiquiri mix and then he realized that he had just given himself an opportunity the story goes on, of course, it was very, very successful. But the point being that sometimes in your own messages, in your own language, you're telling yourself, it's time to make a difference. You're telling yourself, there's an opportunity here. And it's when you hear yourselves talking about opportunities that you begin to see opportunities. So, I'm going to ask you again, what opportunity is waiting for you? You know, it doesn't have to be a massive endeavor. It can be a small thing that sends ripples of light into your world. I have a few examples this morning. And one example is not my own. It's my cat. I have a wonderful young cat who sees himself as the neighborhood ambassador. That's right. He thinks 
that he is personally responsible for the happiness not only of this family that he's in, but for most of the families in my neighborhood. Over the summer, he developed a habit of going outside and stopping in to say good morning to every person who was sitting on their front porch. And, you know, we have many people in this neighborhood who sit on their front porches in the morning, sometimes because they're smokers, but sometimes just because they are enjoying the morning. And so here is my little cat going from porch to porch, saying good morning, hello, I'm a happy cat, are you happy today, and wishing them wonderful, loving blessings. I heard more comments about that cat from neighbors who I hadn't even spoken to, but I heard about the cat, and he was bringing joy to everyone along the street. That is how he brings light into his world. How do you do this? We're about to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about the blessings that you can bring into this world this day. Thank you for listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Today we've been talking about making a difference, and we've gone through the attitude of scarcity and how to shift that from fear into confidence. We've talked about the rules that you must follow in valuing your work. There must be an exchange for the work that you offer and you must value your work in a way that has a monetary value placed on it. 
and in your expectation, you must include that as you present the value of your work, you expect to be recognized for that value. And we've talked about now how to make a difference. How can you step out into the world? And I think sometimes we get caught into the fear that we aren't doing enough, that there's so much more to do, and we underestimate how important the little things that we do really are. And sometimes it's because we have lots of energy and we don't have enough things to focus our energy on. And so we think that when we do little things, it's not enough. Well, maybe it's not enough to wear us out. Maybe we aren't using all of our energy. But maybe that's okay, especially if you're in a phase of your life where you're still exploring, what do I want to do and how do I want to express my passion? It's okay if you're not using all of your energy or if you take on little things until you find that, that door that opens up, until you find the opportunity, the right opportunity, the passion within you. Sometimes, especially when you're shifting, shifting from one place to another, whether you've just retired from a job or whether your children just finally all went off to college and now you have more time or space in your life, or maybe there's been some other life change that has opened up some time, um, a shift or a change in your work, something like that. Sometimes it's okay to step back and say, what else do I want to do? What excites me? What is passionate for me? You know, I think um, I spoke a few weeks ago about learning to weave chairs, to do seat weaving or caning. And I found it's something I knew way in the back, you know, that someday I wanted to do that. It was on my list of some days I was going to do that. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And finally, a window opened. I had more time. A change occurred in my life that gave me more time. And I began to study that. And as I studied, what I found was it was one of the most soothing activities for me. I love to weave. And yet, I didn't know how exciting that was for me. And that then has opened up the opportunity for a business you see, you just take a step and the next step becomes obvious. It just keeps opening and unfolding in front of you. There are little things that you can do that make a difference. And sometimes they seem so little. I don't have children. I don't have children in a, in a school. I've not raised children, but I love children and I believe in education. I collect box tops for education. I make it a point to drop them off at a local school here in my neighborhood. That helps them. It's not a big thing, but if everybody did that, it would become a big thing. It gives them the opportunity to buy things for their school that they need. So little things like that can make a difference. I think anyone who knows me knows about the cats. 
Now, you hear me talk about the cats. I'm sorry if you're a dog person. I am a cat person. I admit it. I'm hopelessly a slave to cats. There's a colony of strays that lives in the alley behind my house. I help to care for those stray cats. And that might not seem like a lot. But those cats, the exchange that they bring, is an incredible amount of joy, not only to me, but to many people that are here in the neighborhood, people that cannot take care of their cats or do not prioritize how to take care of cats. I make sure that as I'm able, I spay or neuter those cats. I make sure that I can include feeding those cats so that they do not starve or spread illness or disease. I make sure that that's a part of what I bring to this world. And it is a very small contribution. So how are you a blessing on this day? What is the one thing, just one thing, that you will do today that makes a difference in someone's life? How will you present yourself as valuable to someone you meet? Will you exude confidence and security? Do you understand that the best thing that you can do for fear is to face it with confidence and security? And do you now understand that the best way, the best thing that you can do for overwhelm is to simply step forward? To take an action, any small action, moves you one step further away from fear. One step further into confidence. And when you stand in confidence and security and send this message to others around you, your contribution of confidence reverberates through them and on beyond them. This is your call. You are here to make a difference. You are here to be a meaningful and positive influence on the people around you. So how will you do this today? How will you create a path both for yourself and for others? How will you create this path that reflects your passion and your positive and meaningful energy? This is very, very important. This is all of what you are about. You are here to make a difference. And each of us has our own gifts. Each of us has our own passion. Each of us has our own journey in how we make a positive and meaningful difference. So what is it you will do today? What change are you going to make in this moment and this day that brings light and laughter and love into this world. Because the bottom line is, those are the things that really make a difference. Light and laughter and love. I want to thank you for joining me here today on What Matters. I want to invite you to make a difference 
and I want to hear about that, please send me an email sometime this week to tell me what you did to make a difference sometime this week. I want to hear about those successes. I want to hear about how your message is being carried into the world. Send me an email at marybethlodge at gmail.com sometime this week so that I can acknowledge you when we meet again. So thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. By simply taking the time today to listen and participate and take this action forward, you have demonstrated that you are worth your own time and that you want to make a difference in this world. So I invite you now, make it a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.